Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint Podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. My boss is terrible, period. I gotta punctuate it. I said I loved your shirt, but behind your back I said I hate it. The lightning strike me down if I lied, me no one be around with my tongues untied. Every pie says it's okay. All the little things I say with my big fat mouth. That song is permanently embedded in your brain, I know. I know it is. It's gonna be, you'll be singing it all this week. La, 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 la. Anyways, welcome to The Loft. I'm glad you took some time out this weekend to join us. If I hadn't had a chance to meet you, my name is Jason. Uh, I'd love to get to connect with you at Connection Point after the service, but we're in the middle of this, uh, well, we're actually at the end of it almost, uh, at the end of this series called My Big Fat Mouth, and if you've missed the last five talks, you can always go back and catch them up on, on podcasts or iTunes or even our website. Uh, but what we have said is this, uh, since week one, this big idea came about from the brother of Jesus, which his name is what? Come on, church, say with me. James, that's right. And so the name James essentially uh, gave us some ideas, and the brother of Jesus gave us some ideas, and we camped out on this one idea. We camped out on this one idea for the last five weeks, and we got one more week to go. So uh, it basically comes from James chapter one, verse 19, and it goes like this. My dear brothers and sisters, so he's really talking about those who are following Jesus at this time. He says, take note of this. Everyone should be what? Quick to listen and slow to speak and to become angry. That's the rest of the verse. We don't want to leave things out. Not like some people go dot, 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 you know? So we're going to say it all, right? And so slow to speak and slow to become angry. And so what we've done for everybody here in the loft, we made it really simple for everybody because we know that, you know, sometimes we're just a little bit slow on Sunday mornings. We've been relaxed and we just narrowed it down to six words. And those six words are quick to listen and slow to speak. And some of you, that's all you need to know this morning. (laughs) Slow to speak. It will get you out of trouble, all right? And so over the last five weeks, we have talked about complaining. We've talked about criticizing. We've talked about lying. And next week, we're going to talk about what in the world then is the mouth good for? And you just don't want to miss it. And here's why. We're going to switch some things on you, okay? Uh, I'm only going to teach for about 15 minutes. Now, some of you are like, no way. But trust me, we're only going to be teaching for about 15 minutes because when you get to heaven, if you don't like to sing, then you're not going to like heaven. I mean, the only three words you need to know is holy, holy, what's the last word? Oh, yeah, holy. That's it. Those are the three words you need to know. And some of you are like, I can do that, you know? And that's it. And we're going to worship God because the mouth is good for praising his holy name. And we're going to enjoy praising his holy name this sun, next Sunday morning. And I encourage you, encourage you to be here. It'll be a worship experience probably of, the, uh, of literally of your summer experience. It's going to be awesome. If I could use, you know, a, 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 a phrase that I used back in the 90s, 1900, it's going to be off the chain, you know. <laughs> All right, I know some of you young, young guys are like, what was that? Okay, if you grew up in hashtag 90s, you're with me. Anyways, um, we, we, you know, well, today, though, we're going to talk about something that's plagued us, and, and it's called gossip. 
It's plagued us. In regards to gossip, what I believe is all of us could, could say we know somebody who gossips, don't we? Right? Come on. Right? Husbands and wives, uh, don't be elbowing each other. Come on. Be honest. Just don't, don't hurt each other. But, but don't be pointing at somebody neither because we all know somebody in this room that gossips. And we just do. We just, it's, just, it's just what we do. It's just how we gravitate to one another. Uh, but, but, but before you get up and leave, you know, some people are leaving right now, but before you get up and leave, I don't want to put your hand, I don't want, I'm not going to challenge you to put your hand up if, you, if you're being caught in gossip this week or if you said gossip this week, but the percentages, the percentage in the statistics say you have. I know it's hard to believe a bunch of Christians, right, gossiping, but you're a bunch of hypocrites. Anyways, you know, if the truth should be shared is you have. You have been caught in some gossip or you've heard some gossip and maybe for you, Maybe for you, you're the one who has the problem this morning. You, you, you're the one who's got, I, I like to call it, it's, it's a language, it's called gossipies. You know, you got gossipies, and maybe you do it way, way too good. You, you, just, you just like filter in, filter out. It, 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 you don't even know you're doing it sometimes. And now it's become part of your identity, and you have no clue that people around you are leaving you simply because you share way too much. Now I got really silent in here. But the truth is, you have a gossipese problem. And whatever the case is, gossip is not good. It hurts, and there is no life in it, period. And what I believe, it, it happens all the time, is we get sucked into it, man. We get sucked into it like, like you know, tomato on, on Lightning McQueen, you know. It's like a tornado through the trailer park. Everything gets sucked up, right? Hey, I live with four kids, so that's, that's my type of analogies. Everything gets sucked up. Right into that moment, because everything gets pulled in to gossip. You see, the Bible speaks some truth into this. In Proverbs 2019, 20, in the New Living Translation, it says this, a gossip goes around telling secrets. And it says, so don't hang around with all those chatters. Don't do it. Don't get caught up. Don't get sucked in. Don't get pulled into this lie. You see, one of the best ways that we can do is stop hanging around those people who are caught up in it. And for some of you, that's going to be a challenge this morning. It's going to be difficult because they're your best friends. And you're going to have to tell them the truth. That you can't be around this because it pulls you into some place that you should not be. And here's what I have found out about this. Gossip, we hear it all the time, and I guess the better question is why, right? Why we get caught up into gossip conversations and well, the Bible actually speaks into this well. In Proverbs, right? Proverbs 18.8 says this. If you're taking notes, write this stuff down. This is solid, or at least put it on your phone so you can come back later. But Proverbs 18.8 says this. It says that rumors are like daintily little morsels. Daintily little morsels that sink deep into a person's heart. You see, these rumors are like daintily little morsels, aren't they? Gossip, you just, you just get pulled into them, and then all of a sudden you start to take one, and then all of a sudden you, it just sinks deep into the person's heart. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's literally, it's a conversation that literally just changes everything when you get pulled into it, doesn't it? You know, for me, it's, 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 it's like this right here. That's the only way I know how to, to really describe it. It's, it's like these Albany's... <laughs> gummy bears. I mean, it really is. It, 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 it's like you, you got pulled into it and all of a sudden it's like a daintily little gossip. And like for me, once the bag is open, y'all, I, it's like, it's on like Donkey Kong with these. If you've never had these, you need to try them. I don't know what's in them, but they are good. 
You know, in my Bible, it says everything God created is good. And I don't know if he really created these, but man, he created man, so man created these, and these are good. If you open this and start eating these, it is amazing what happens next. It will flat out knock your brains out. It is good. But for some of you, it's not good. Because for the next 30 minutes, I'd be eating 2.25 pounds of gummy bears, and they are gluten-free and low in sodium and fat-free. But, you know, it would not do you any benefit because I'd be sitting here just, open, just going to town because I can't stop with just one. And that's like gossip for most people in this room. You open the bag and you can't stop with just one. You just keep on going back and back and back. Have you ever been caught into a conversation talking to your friends or family when all of a sudden you, someone says, hey, did you hear about or, or, or what do we do? And we're like big elephants, you know, with big old ears when we hear these, don't we? Our, our heads just, we got the whip, you know. It's, it's crazy how our heads do that. You know, it's like Dumbo, you know. And you're like, what? What happened? Tell me, tell me more. And you're just like, I, I'm guessing you'll say these famous words, what happened, right? And then what they do? And they're just going to keep going and going. And, and, and we should go tell somebody, shouldn't we? We should do something about this. It's like daintily little morsels. And that's the best way I know how to describe it. We go in, we open up that bag, and we start shoving our face full of these little gummy bears that are actually not good for us if we're just being really honest. There's nothing good that comes from, trust me, I know it, it hurts my stomach some days. But seriously, once I open that bag, I can't stop. You just asked my kids. I mean, we went on you know, a trip just a while back, and I bought two bags, one for me in the front seat and one for me in the back. If they come across that little front little front aisle, I smacked their hands so quickly, get back in that back seat. You know, I, this is mine. And we sort of claim gossip sometimes, don't we? It's mine. I know more about this than you do. It's interesting how gossip starts and how it finishes. You see, when the bag is open, it's really, they did that. They, I can't believe that. I would never do that. Oh, my goodness. And what did they do? And then did, did we tell anybody? Did they share anybody? See, gossip, it's all around us all the time. And I heard it said that gossip can actually travel around the world and back before the truth can get out of bed and put its clothes on. That's how fast gossip runs, especially with social media. Come on, y'all. I mean, sometimes it takes nothing more than a swipe and a push of the finger and gossip spread around the world, literally. Hashtag for real. Right? And you think it's real and it's really fake news. Or it's fake and it wasn't even true in the first place. The interesting thing about gossip is the more that it's shared, the more times it's shared in different uh, formations or iterations, the further it actually becomes what? The truth. It's like it starts all over here and it ends up over here something completely different. Anybody ever played that telephone game? You know, you say one thing here, if the first person down the row, and if we started right here and we go down all these rows and we get back over here, and this person right here comes up and shares what, he, what happened or what was the subject, I guarantee it's not going to be the exact same thing that I whispered in this person's ear. It wouldn't be. Somebody's going to mess it up. You know, I remember playing this tons of times in our youth groups and student ministries and everything else, especially in the college, and it never failed. The ending subject was never even close to being the original subject, but the name was. The person who was involved was, and it's interesting how damaging that can be to that person. See, now, games are fun to play, right, like the telephone game. But the truth is, this is the same as gossip. 
It's so funny how different things can, can begin to sound as they get spread to those who have ears to hear because we are just, we're attracted to it. I don't know why we're attracted to it, but we are. In fact, sometimes you can look on and in and think, well, it's not really gossip, is it? You know, it isn't, isn't it kind of like, you know, well, gossip is kind of childish, right? God, let's just be honest, that was, that was hashtag middle school, right? Isn't that something that people do back in high school, grade school, middle school? It's not like it's a current problem in my life. You don't know me. The statistics don't lie. The truth is, is when you've been hurt by gossip, regardless of your age, you know the pain that gossip can inflict and the wounds that it carries. And maybe for you, you've lost a friendship over gossip. Gossip that somebody shared And maybe you were really embarrassed. Maybe you were really, really embarrassed. Or maybe possibly have even avoided some of the social groups that you were a part of because something happened years and years ago. And whatever the case may be, gossip is is no laughing matter, is it? It's for real. You see, gossip can leave deep wounds because the rumors sink deep into a person's heart, just like that morsel. The problem with gossip many times is it's very different or difficult to see in the mirror when we're sharing something that's untrue. Let me explain. You see, we do a lot of different things to disguise gossip. We disguise it all the time. One of the ways is telling somebody and just saying, oh, I got to share something that I saw. Or, you know, I just, hey, I just wanted to let you know. We, we sort of disguise it to make, it, make ourselves feel better. And, and one of the worst that I've seen, and honestly, I grew up in church, so I can pick on the church a little bit, and some of you are like, oh, you shouldn't do that, but I'm going to be honest with you. Some of the worst ways I've ever seen it presented inside the church is, is one of these. Does anybody have any prayer requests? And we just start blabbering, man. We're just like, yeah, I got an unspoken but then you're like, let me tell you what I'm talking about. And you just start going on because you're just like, ah, unspoken. And then it's like, it's so weird. It's so weird. But we do it often. Come on. Everybody's nodding their head or, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, especially if you grew up in church. You know, I've seen some people get hurt and wounded in the church. And if you were one of these people in here today, I just want to say as a pastor, I am sorry. I apologize. And for those listening online, if you've ever been wounded by the church because of gossip, there's no room for it here because the gospel brings life and gossip brings death. And there's no room for death when you're talking about Jesus. I've seen gossip destroy friendships. I've seen people get caught up in it because, you know, let's, we just need to pray for John because I, I see he was at the altar last week because, you know, I, I heard he was at the bar and he got pulled over for a DUI and I heard he had nowhere to sleep. His wife kicked him out. And did you hear that he got hooked on? And, 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 mm. Or we need to pray for Kelly because she's been staying late at work and her and her, her, her employer, well, you know, but he's just kind of young and tall and dark and handsome. And he, you know, they're not really working. Mm-mm. They're, they're working on something else, you know. <laughs> just being honest, right? We, we, we share things all the time and we just say, oh, we got to pray for them. Let's just pray for their family. Let's, let's just pray for a marriage repeat coming up. Let's just pray. I'll pay for them, right? Pray. It's interesting to me that the Bible says clearly, what's your own heart look like? but we, we're worried about everybody else's. 
And that's how gossip starts. Man, if you really want to target something, go to that person in prayer and say, I need to pray with you. Sometimes we're so worried about everybody else, we just like a water sprinkler, sharing stuff we don't need to. You see, we disguise things. And here's why I think we disguise it. We try to elevate ourselves. We elevate ourselves or sometimes, you know, we try to go over top of them and people say, you know, we we try to go way over top of them, but it's true. (laughs) It's true, so therefore it's not gossip. Listen, we may say something that's true and, and it needs to be true, but just because it's true doesn't give us the right to share it. Put that one in your pipe. I don't know if you heard that, but just because it's true, we need to speak truth, but just because it's true doesn't mean it needs to be repeated. Sometimes some of us need to go and throw away the key, which is hard for some of you this morning because what you speak is gossipies. And for some of you, that's exactly where you're here this morning. That's all you needed to hear. That's what you needed to hear this weekend because not everything that is true must be said. What we realize and what we have to understand is that in the power of our mouths, And our tongues, the Bible says we have the power of both life and death. Proverbs 18, 21 says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Almost if we could use this old phrase, we grew up around here in Lincoln County, Casey County, Garrett County, Bull County. You know, Harrisburg people don't know about you. But anyways, it says you, you will reap what you sow. If you start reaping it, man, it's going to come back to get you. One of these days, it's going to catch up with you. You will reap the consequences of what comes out of your mouth. If you produce life, life will come abundantly back to you. If you produce death, guess what's coming back at you? It's a boomerang, and you ain't going to like it. Because then you start blaming everybody else. You start playing the blame game. You start pointing the fingers even more. And Satan uses it, man. He uses it. He multiplies it. He loves it when you start speaking his language, right? Father of all lies. Talked about that last week. You see, the question becomes, what do you want to be known for? Speaking life and encouragement and building someone up or tearing somebody down and bringing death to that individual by spreading gossip. The truth is, we all know the right answer here. Come on. We don't want to speak death into somebody, except that one guy. But you know, right? We don't want to do that. What we want to speak is life over people because we realize that speaking death over people actually hurts people and nobody ever intends to hurt people. But we know what happens when hurt people hurt. What? They hurt people. They just do. And so gossip can be an ongoing circle of death and hurting one another. You see, gossip can hurt so many different people and what we're really going to do is look at a few different people that gossip can actually hurt. And so if you're taking notes, the first point is this. And again, we apologize for that screen. So if you need to shift, I understand. If you need some notes afterwards, I'll catch up with you. If you're taking notes, the first point is this, is gossip. Gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Gossip hurts this person it's spoken about. Proverbs 16, 28 says this, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Anybody know this pain? Anybody? And see, there are some of you, you know exactly what this verse is talking about because you've lost a friendship over this. 
You've been separated from some really close friends and maybe even a family member because of gossip. And maybe for you, they shared something that was so simple in your world like, oh, did you hear he had a secret crush on that girl? Or maybe it's something even more significant like somebody confided in you that they had an addiction or maybe a substance abuse problem. Or maybe they're just hooked on pornography or they cheated on their wife or or something along those lines and you just went and shared it with everybody. And you had no right to do that. See, somebody shared something. They should not go around and start sharing it like crazy just because you entrusted somebody to that. And you know what they shared and all of a sudden that actually sets you back and, and being able to overcome that addiction Because you feel guilty inside and you struggle so deeply with this matter, it drives you even further into that hole. And maybe it's that somebody shared something you're struggling with that that you're you're having in your marriage and, and you shared it confidentially. And a friend, they just couldn't help but share it. And see, here's what I know. This is where it's real for me. Sarah and I, we're not the most perfect couple. I know you guys think we are, but we're not. And there's been occasions where Sarah will share something with some people. And, and early on in our ministry, Sarah shared some things where, let's just be honest, I wasn't the best of husbands. If you know my wife's word for me, you know it. Um, it's not the prettiest of words some days, but it is a word. And I wasn't good. And there was a time when I wasn't very good. But I've worked hard at repenting and asking forgiveness. And I didn't cheat on her. I didn't do any of those things not to make your mind drift. But... I just wasn't good. Most of the times, I just wasn't a good husband. And I learned from my mistakes. And and she can be the witness, and she can probably say, I am a good husband. I do things now that I never did with my first two kids, but I got it right with number three, and man, I'm doing really well with number four. (laughs) I'm not promoting number five, but I'm just saying, (laughs) I, I have figured it out. It took some time to figure this out but I wasn't very good. And she shared a lot of that information with some people that she entrusted into and those people took it and ran with it. And it nearly killed me and Sarah. We know what those wounds feel like. We've lost friends over this. We've lost sleep over this. And we've, we've experienced those pain. And some of those wounds, man, this is how I know they, they go deep, deep into the person's heart. Because when we're around those people, even today, even though we've forgiven, they don't talk to us. They bypass us. They move on. They see us coming and they move. It's so weird. Sin keeps you in the dark and it produces death. But the gospel wants life and you shouldn't speak it. You shouldn't do it because it hurts. It hurts people. It hurts people. So if gossip hurts the person it's spoken about, gossip, if you're taking notes, point number two. It also hurts the listener. Number two, hurts the listener. And I was, some of you are like, now, did I just hear you right? The listener, right? Okay, let me just, yes. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs 17.4. 17.4. It says, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Now then, we don't need to go any further, but there's a comma, okay? Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. It says, liars play Pay, pay close attention to slander. 
Those are two people I don't want to be around or be a part of, right? So wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Or you could just say, if you listen to gossip, you are wrong. It's simple. You listen to it, you participate in it, then you're wrong. It's just that simple. And so also, if you didn't get it, you know, I didn't really hear any amens on that one. So let me just rephrase it a different way. Don't fool yourself. If you begin to listen to it and think for a moment (laughs) that you're okay. Or think about this. Don't fool yourself in listening to it for a moment. Once they stop talking to you, they won't start talking about you. You see, they will actually even say, you said it because you participated in it. A true gossiper, once they start, man, it's like vomit of the mouth. It just does not stop, expect the projectile type. It just comes out and gets everybody wet. Simply because you agreed with them or nodded your head or listened, gave ears to reason, right? They will actually go out and say, well, that person said it. Well, they agreed. Have you, is anybody with me? I mean, you, have you been caught in that? Yeah, I have. And I got brought into some situations. I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't say a word. (gasps) There was a problem. See, I I didn't step up and stop the sentence. I didn't step up and say, you know what? You need to go somewhere else with this one. And see, and I learned something this week. I was sitting in a meeting at the Hope Network, and I heard it said before, but then this guy, pastor friend of mine, said it again. I was like, that's it. That's the thing I need. And he said, what you permit, you promote. You see, if you're around it and you permit it, guess what you're promoting? You just found a safety net. And a lot of people, they found safety with you simply because you have ears to hear. Shame on you. Because the Bible says what? You're wrong. And see, if you're going to allow someone to run down your friend, to run down a family member, or whatever it is, or or the acquaintance, you, you are actually promoting what they're saying by your inaction. It is wrong to listen to gossip. And we know gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. So gossip also hurts the listener. And then point number three, if you're taking notes, is this one. There is gossip. Gossip hurts the speaker. Gossip actually hurts the speaker. Proverbs 25, 9 through 10 says this. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. You will never regain your good reputation. Think about this. You could spend a lifetime of building up your reputation in your community, and if you start gossiping, you will never regain your reputation, even if it only happened for one week. I don't care how old you are. 40 years old, you've tried everything in the world to, to build yourself or elevate yourself to this status. One week of gossip can destroy 40 years of your life. And when you start listening or you, you are hearing someone speak gossip, nobody ever looks on that person speaking gossip and tearing somebody down and thinks, oh, I would like to be that person because it just looks and look cool, right? I don't know one person that thinks when I see that person coming down the street, I'm thinking here it comes, you know, in my opinion, I see him coming. I'm like, ah, diarrhea of the mouth, here it comes, Right? I just try to get away from it. I try to avoid it at all costs. Sometimes I even pull my cell phone and act like I'm talking. I just don't want to be around the person because I know what's about to come out of their mouth. It just actually kills me. And it fills up the room. It stinks it up. It's just sticky. 
You see, gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Gossip hurts the listener, and gossip hurts the speaker. Nobody looks on you because you're sharing a daintily little morsel or a gummy bear and thinks, oh, I want to be just like you. No one says that. They actually want to stay away from you because gossip hurts the speaker. In other words, if, if you're going to have it hurt the person who's spoken about, the listener and the speaker, guess what? Gossip hurts everybody in the room. It, it does. It's almost like me pulling a pen on a grenade and throwing it right here. Everybody in the room is going to be affected by it. So the goal then is simple. We conclude, conclude with this, and, and well, we, we just don't want you to gossip. It's just that simple. We don't want you to gossip, all right? It's that simple. So the question then becomes, how do we do that? How do we move from here, where we're around it, to there, where the gospel's at the center? And well, if you're taking notes, then there's two different types of way. We're going to finish with this and and then these action steps and, and simply give you a way out. And these words are very, very simple. I think they're also very tactful in their approach. And, and then actually, I, I pray that you will walk out of church today and, and you will have uh, some immediate tools that you can put into play to stop gossiping. And the first thing is this, if you're taking notes. It, we need to, to literally to guard our ears. Literally, guard your ears. If you've got to put those big muffs on and walk around your beats, whatever you've got to do all day long, go for it. But whatever it is, guard your ears. Remember that old song we grew up as kids growing up in church, those who especially grew up in mission friends or little you know, Sunday school stuff? This is be careful little eyes where you see what you see. And be careful little feet where you go. Be careful with the mouth what you see. You know, I remember this one because I have big ears. So you know, you're looking at my ears. But be careful little ears what you hear. Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. Oh, the Father up above is looking down below. So be careful little Ears, what you hear. You got to be careful what you hear. You got to be careful what you hear. Some of you are so tied up into some news right now stations, you go immediately and share everything what you share, what you just heard. And half of it's not even true, probably almost 98%. You're caught up into it. You're caught up into a gossip circle simply because this is the only thing you know what to do. Your ears are so tuned into it, you can't miss it. I was doing some research and I came across an article in a psychology magazine and it said that you could actually stop gossip with one question. One question. Now I know everyone wants to know that one question. So that one question looks like this. Why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me this? It just sort of shuts the thing down. It immediately shuts it down. I know it's kind of crazy, but it does. When someone comes to you and begins to gossip, you don't have to shut them down by saying, you know, why are you telling me this? You know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to get all sassy. But you, you don't have to elevate yourself with them and say, why are you? you, you, you don't, just, just ask them straightforward. Hey, can, can I ask a question? Why are you telling me this? And it just, in their brain, it just something triggers and then they just stop. They don't even know what to talk about. See, the article went on to say that it causes a person to stop and and take a mental inventory of why I'm choosing to say what I am right now and shuts down the the whole process. It trips them up. It's a solid question. Some of you are like, I can't do that. I just can't. I would lose my friendship. Hello. Maybe you don't need to be in that friendship. Right? Maybe you're just like, I can't be like you. I can't just belt that out, you know? Why, am I, why are you telling me this? And so just choose a softer question then. Choose the question that works for you. Maybe it's something simple like, hey, have you, um, we're talking about John, you know, have you talked to John yet? 
have you gone to talk to him yet? Maybe that would probably be a smart thing to do. Would you like me to go with you? I could go with you. And it just, again, no one wants to go talk to John because it's gossip, right? I guarantee it shuts it down immediately. And I would say most of them had not, the answer is like, it's no. And then maybe the current situation just diffuses itself. And you could just say even this, maybe it would be wise then if we talk to this person before you come talk to me about it. And then just move on and change the subject. Talk about, I don't know, how bad the Reds are playing. But, you know, people will think twice about coming to you again about gossip and hopefully consider it good wisdom, too. It's just amazing how it works when you divert the situation. And hopefully you're diverting to a higher power. So where does this amazing wisdom come from? You see, have you talked to that person first, right? That's a great question. Where did that come from? You see, I know this sounds crazy, but actually, the, the psychology magazine, they didn't come up with this first. And actually, Jesus did. Matthew 18, Jesus, actually in context, he's talking about a conflict between two believers. And he says, hey, listen, what you need to do is to go privately and speak to that person that you have a problem with. And once you do this, maybe they'll listen and they'll confess it. And then guess what? You've won them back. You've actually had a life situation. And so when you do this, you have a chance to to go talk to so-and-so about it, and and you're actually helping them to do what Jesus tells them to do, which is a great thing, by the way, right? Because we want to be fully devoted to who? Jesus. And we know when you're following what Jesus says, life gets better. So look at it this way. You're helping somebody be more like Jesus today when you divert the question. You see, we're going to to guard our ears, and when we do that, ultimately, sometimes, no matter how many questions we ask, some people just don't shut their big mouth, do they? But they just keep on gossiping. And in that case, you need to come to the point where you have to distance yourself from that relationship or maybe completely sever the relationship and get away from it, like I said earlier. And this is how I know it's true, because the Bible points to that. It's a principle found in Proverbs 20:18, and it says this, a gossip, we said it earlier, we said it at the beginning of the, the sermon. It says, the gossip goes around telling secrets. So don't what? Hang around with all the chatter. Don't hang around it. Don't get yourself in it. Very simply, very clear instructions from the book of Proverbs, and I think we can all put this into action. Stay away from gossipers. So if we're going to guard our ears, the second thing, we're going to close our mouths. In Proverbs 21, 23, the last one, it says, allow us to see this principle straight to the point. I love it. And we're going to say it together. Hopefully, we'll, we'll memorize a Bible verse this morning. But it just says this. It says, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. <laughs> Some of you are like, I didn't know it was in there. I'm like, you read your Bible. I know. Dust it off. Open it up. It's right there. So watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut and you'll stay out of trouble. Say that with me. Come on, say it with me. Watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut. Do you believe, do you believe it? Somebody's like, I don't, it's that simple? Oh my gosh. Revelation, right? Watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut, and you will. Some of you just memorized a Bible verse today. You're like, hallelujah, first one. Praise God. Hey, we come to church. Got a Bible verse, all right? Congratulations. But the truth is, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. It's that simple. And the question is, is 
Would I want someone sharing a similar information about me if I was not around? You know, gossip, right? If I wasn't around, would you want to be around that same type of conversation that you're just drawn into? In other words, it's yet another biblical principle found in Scripture and Jesus teaches on it. The Bible, it's amazing. You should read it. I'm telling you, Luke 6, it teaches you what you should do to others as you would what? Have them do unto you. That's awesome. I love it. So the question becomes, when you're about to speak about something to another person who is not around, would you want that same person or the other person speaking about you and the same kind of information? No. So why do we do it? And so in these simple questions, we can begin to understand ways that we can kill some gossip together. We can kill it. We can kill it in this big group, and we can also kill it individually. And and, and what are we going to do? Really? We're going to guard our ears. We're going to close our mouths. We're going to watch our tongues, keep our mouth shut, stay out of trouble. Now, I've got to tell you guys, this is, this is so crazy. Um, I was getting ready for this, this, this message over at the Hub. That's my office, if you didn't know that. You can come see me anytime. Um, I got a little, little station there, you know. It's kind of crazy. It's called a little table. Uh, there's multiple ones. Anyways, um, and, and most of the time I do a lot of my prep work over there. It, and anyways, I was sitting there and watching some people come out. I like the people watch. And there was, there was this one couple that was kind of young. They, they just sort of came in, and they just sort of took over the place. It was kind of weird. It was kind of awkward. Um, they were flirting. Let's just say PDA. Anyways, um, kind of loud, kind of obnoxious, and everybody noticed them. Uh, they got their little specialty coffee. Woo-hoo. Um, and, and, and then all of a sudden, the other guy got an energy drink, and you know, he's just like, what? He's enjoying his energy drink. And, and then they were just kind of being way too loud, so they went out front, and then there would be any even louder on the street because I was sitting at the, at the bar. Let me just rephrase that. I was sitting at the stool in front of the thing. And, you know, there's just moments of clarity. And I was just sitting there, and I could not focus whatsoever. But they were just living it up, man. They were, they were just literally just hashtagging it and putting things on Instagram or Snapchat or I don't even think they were doing Facebook. But, you know, you know whatever they were doing, they were just into it. And they, were, they, they, they even stood up you know, in the chair, and they were singing a song, and they were just going, to, and I was like, hashtag, move on, please, get away from me, you know, just please get out of the picture, because I need to focus, right? And then they started singing Drake, you know, in my feelings, like, Kiki, do you love me? You know, and I'm just like, are you serious? You know, she's not riding with you, and she doesn't want to be a part of you right now. Will you please stop it? And you, you can't even sing it in tune, y'all. I mean, they were not. They were just like, whoa, you know? I was just like, golly, get a, get a room. And it, like, you know, it, it just went on for 30 minutes, and somebody was like, who's Drake? Okay, just ask somebody under 30. Um, <laughs> just being honest. You're like, you know Drake? Yeah, I know Drake. Anyway, we're, we're not BFFs or anything, but you know. But anyways, it just got really weird and really awkward for there for a moment. And, and it was just like, you know, I was just, this is nuts. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to drink my own coffee. I'm trying to do my own thing. And I even got down and put my earbuds in. I could still hear him, hear him singing, Kiki, do you love? And I'm just like, please, will you stop? You know, it just, it just is what it is. You know, what, you know what's so weird about that, that whole subject? Is, is so we're enthralled about a story that, that a couple that we don't know at the coffee shop next door that we all know about some people bring, drinking some coffee and singing some songs and trying to sing. And you know why we're enthralled? is because it's gossip. 
you just got caught. And I was a part of it. You saw that coming though, didn't you? And here's the thing. The problem with gossip, the problem with complaining, criticizing, with lying, you could say the problem is, is our big fat mouth. It, it, it's really our big fat mouth. It, and, and maybe it's not really our big fat mouth at all. Maybe it's, maybe it's our broken and sin-stained heart. Maybe that's the problem. See, Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of the mouth, the mouth speaks. And when we're listening to gossip, here's what happened. This is why this stuff is like daintily little morsels that just sink deep into a person's heart. They are so deceptive, and why? In all seriousness, we're sitting there, me included, and I was watching this all play out, and, and you know, like, this is ridiculous across the street. I mean, if seriously, if I was going to be singing a song or being a part of that and trying to romance my wife, at least I'd be singing something like hooked on a feeling like, ooh, chuck, ooh, chuck. You know, I'd be going a little bit better. I can't stop this feeling, you know, deep inside of me. I'd be going a little bit better, you know, or can you feel the love tonight? You know, it just, I would be seriously, I'd be a little bit more, a little bit better at this one. But seriously, we laugh about it and it's funny, but you know why it's funny, right? It's because it's got truth embedded all over it. That's what makes it funny. Because we recognize that it's actually kind of like us. And I think one of the, the main reasons we gossip is found with this statement we'll close on, and it's this. Gossip claims, I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel proclaims, I am weak and he is strong. You see, I think the reason we share gossip is because if, if I can just simply pause for a moment and I can talk about somebody else's lack or fashion sense, if I can talk about somebody else's problems or social media habits and, and their obsessions and everything else, if I can talk about somebody else's addiction, somebody else's porn problems or their marriage problems, if I can talk about somebody else's bad whatever, then I don't have to talk about mine. I don't have to talk about what's happening here. If I can just push somebody else down and if I can step over them just a little bit and make myself feel just a little bit better this week, gossip claims I am strong because they are weak. And that's exactly where Satan wants it. It's almost like going into this bag and going for more because you know they taste good. But see, the, the gospel... The gospel reverses it and says the good news of Jesus Christ proclaims, I am weak and he is strong. You see, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of the mouth, the mouth speaks. Over the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when we recognize who we are, it begins to change our hearts. We say it all the time, change lives, change lives, Right? Some of you just repeat those words, though. You don't have a heart change yet. You see, all of a sudden, when we begin to understand and fully devote ourselves to Jesus and realize you know what I'm actually saying is, 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 is actually fearfully and wonderfully made according to the Psalms, it changes your perspective. It changes your mouth. It changes your heart. See, the book of Ephesians tells us that I am God's workmanship. 
I am created in Jesus Christ to do what? Good works, not bad. In fact, some of those works, God says, I started a good work in you and I will be faithful and just to complete it until the day Jesus Christ comes back. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm working on something great and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And I'm going to do something special inside of you by doing that. And you realize you were designed, you were created with a purpose and a plan that God has a good plan and and an amazing purpose for your life. Plans to what? Not to harm you, but to give you prosper and, and to move you forward, but ultimately to give him glory and to point people back to him. And in that knowledge, and the knowledge that in my very weakness, in my brokenness, he is strong. What we find is our hearts become transformed and full of life for the very first time. It's kind of crazy. I know it's hard to understand, but when our heart starts to become transformed, we recognize I don't have to try to work to put others down and feel like I'm accepted anymore. And some of you just need to know you're accepted in this world. When you step into the light, you're accepted just the way you are. You're loved. You are loved unconditionally. But that I understand that in God's economy, I am unconditionally loved and accepted by the creator of the universe. You have to first take a step towards him to fully understand that. You see, it's not by just what people say about me on social media, but rather what they say about God the creator, the sustainer of the universe, it says about me, it speaks over me, it speaks life into me. And when, when my heart gets transformed, when it completely removes that gossip or that lying or that complaining or criticizing, and he gets a hold of my heart, he also gets a hold of my big, fat mouth. And my mouth goes from complaining, criticizing, lying, gossiping, and it starts to speak life over people. And I start to speak truth into people and love because I don't need to be better than you. I need to help point you in the right direction and allow you to see something better. And his name is Jesus. You see, I can begin to speak life into people when you have the truth, because the truth what? Sets you free. You see, the Bible says, encourage one another what? Daily. So as long as it's called the day, we begin as Christ followers to realize I can be a vessel used by God to speak life and truth over somebody else and help them to have maybe a better day or maybe a better week and maybe to realize, you know what, I can make it, I can do this, I, I, I I can fall onto Jesus and I can be transformed as well when you start to speak something differently. Here's here's the challenge that I challenge you to do before you even make a move to start singing this song. As we like to say it this way, when we start to move, God's prompting something, he's about to explode something, we don't even know what happens. You're not supposed to sit on this information. That's called church, right? In our definition. He wants you to go be the church. And so this is what I want to say to you. What if, what if, during this song and this invitation time that you actually moved and you did something about this. Now it might be here at the altar or it could be into somebody else's life. What if you got caught? What if you got caught, not gossiping, but what if you got caught encouraging somebody today? Like literally got caught. 
What would that even look like? Maybe it looked like, hey, did you hear about what Ryan said about you? No, what they say? Well, he said that he'd never seen anybody your age go serve the way that you have served over there at the warehouse. Like you are knocking it out of the park. And I know you're only 14, but man, you are just doing some amazing things. Like you're the only young person showing up in week after week after week and just doing things and constantly doing things for, for something that you can't even see yet because it's going to be great because love's building something here. Or maybe it's Jennifer. It's one of them, you know, we start talking about Jennifer in this way and she's the most compassionate person that I know and then she just loves on everybody no matter what they've been through. She's loving on them. She's pointing them back to Jesus. What if you got caught encouraging somebody today? What would it do for them and the people around you? You see, we begin to recognize as we understand who Jesus is. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. He brings life. And then all of a sudden, our words begin to emulate those of our creator, the one who sustains us, the one who renews us, the one who transforms our heart and and transformation in the process changes lives. That what change lives? You see, along the journey, our mouths can't help but to be transformed as well. You see, the gospel claims this. I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel of Jesus Christ proclaims, I am weak and he is strong. Do you believe it? It's just that simple. You see, we're getting ready to sing a song called, Come to the Altar. And I don't know what the altar looks like to you. And you know, for us in church world, it looks like this. But maybe the altar today looks like you walking across the room to that person over there and encouraging life, breathing life into them because that's exactly what they need. And you know who that person is. You matter of fact, you're getting nervous even thinking about it. You're like, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that right now. I am so, I'm about to pee in my pants. I cannot do that. I'm telling you, yes, you can. By the power of Jesus Christ, you can. If you can't speak life over somebody, you probably don't know the life giver. Just being honest. And now it's a hard thing because it says once he's got your heart, the overflow of the mouth comes next because you can't shut up about it. So there's the thing. Where's Jesus at in your heart? Because if he's there, we're supposed to be life givers, not death spreaders. So Jesus, man, I pray for this moment. I'm praying that you do something only you can get the credit for. Matter of fact, we're going to be walking out of here going hashtag what just happened. No more about this daintily little gossip or gummy bears going into the bag, just confusing the world and, and causing more hurt. But we're going to be diving into your love, your word, your truth, and your light because it brings life to everybody. You are the creator of the world. When you opened your mouth, man, you blew galaxies into formation and you actually knitted us in our mother's womb. So Jesus, today I pray that, that people experience your name, experience your life, experience your love, and it transforms their heart. And they go out and share that in a way that changes other people's lives. Father, we ask this right now in your name that you start to work in your ways. We don't even understand them. It's a mystery how it does work, but I trust your Holy Spirit is moving right now in this platform. And you start to do something only you can get the credit for. And it changes the culture and it changes a town. And we literally say today, today we have been in the presence of the Lord. God, we ask for this. 
And we're going to pray, proclaim victory over this as the devil keeps on trying to trip us up. Because we all got ears. So I pray that we be careful little ears what we hear. The Father is looking down below. God, we just ask all these things in your name. And we just give you quick to praise how you're going to move us. In your name. Amen. Just stand and sing the song with us.